everyone. Welcome to Fight for Our Rights, a podcast about reproductive health rights advocacy being done right here in North Carolina. Politicians are again inserting themselves between a woman and her doctor, and they need to stop. The North Carolina legislature needs to stop playing politics with our health. Reproductive rights are under attack in North Carolina. Again, state-mandated delays do nothing but impose barriers on a woman seeking to make her own personal decisions. What they're referring to is a 2015 North Carolina proposal requiring women to have a 72-hour waiting period before they can get an abortion, which, of course, was just ruled unconstitutional by federal court a few months ago. Reproductive health rights are currently being challenged on a federal level as well by the president. Planned Parenthood acting president and CEO Alexis McGill-Johnson says her organization was forced out of the Title X funding by the Trump administration. For those who are unaware, Title X is a tax-funded program that helps to provide affordable birth control and reproductive health care. However, the Trump administration has made it illegal for healthcare providers receiving funding from this program to refer patients for an abortion, making this a serious conflict of interest for Planned Parenthood. The impact will mean that people may choose to forego care. They may choose to uh, delay their care until this is resolved. And that's what's unacceptable. These are the reasons why we need advocates to help fight this constant battle for choice in our reproductive health decisions. So I decided to interview Lynn Walter, the Advocacy and Organizing Manager at NARAL Pro-Choice North Carolina. NARAL Pro-Choice North Carolina is a nonprofit organization fighting for our reproductive health rights through advocacy, organization, and education. Lynn Walter designs their advocacy campaigns facilitates trainings, and recruits and connects with new activists. First, come about NARAL Pro-Choice. Sure. Um, I first went back to North Carolina Advocate School. Uh, so, uh, but not now, workers. I'm on the bigger picture. The uh, level mm-hmm. of so back to North Carolina. Um, I became involved in North Carolina as a volunteer. And my mentor was up the fall 2016. And so I applied for it. And I had an applicant. the purpose of this podcast, I asked Lynn to give her definition of reproductive rights and justice. What exactly does reproductive rights or reproductive freedom mean to you? That is great. (laughs) So to me, reproductive rights are, well, two things. One is the right of every person to determine their own reproductive lives, but reproductive rights are also the legal and societal rights are granted people about their own bodies. Mm. Um, so it's more of the, you know, what um, lawmakers and elected officials and folks have said that people are allowed to do their bodies, which is, you know, a little mm. because lots of people don't think that individuals should have full bodily autonomy, control over their own bodies. Um, you know, and that we see this play out both in reproductive freedom and movements and in for LGBTQ equality and equity mm-hmm. that people who 
are hateful and harmful and believe in oppression and don't think that um, folks should be able to determine their own reproductive lives, nor that queer people should have, you know, control over their own bodies or their own lives. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> the rights, um, and then reproductive justice um, is a term that was coined in the early 90s by a group of black women, and it's much more expansive. It incorporates everything. So it's the ability of people to decide if they want to be pregnant or not, um, if they do want to be pregnant, how many children they want to have, and to be able to have those children with dignity, to receive quality care, and then to be able to provide for their families mm-hmm. in a way that their families not only are surviving, but they're thriving. One pretty controversial part of reproductive health is actually access to safe abortions. The fact that the overwhelming majority of not only um, people in the United States, but North Carolinians believe that people should have access to quality, medically accurate reproductive health care, including access to abortion. According to NARAL Poor Choice North Carolina, about one in four women in the United States have had access to safe abortions by the age of 45. We do. Part of the work that we do also is a lot of fighting back and trying to reduce shame and stigma mm-hmm. around reproductive health care and around abortion access um, since, you know, so many people will have an abortion at some point in their life mm-hmm. um, and to try and help people feel that, oh, okay, here are ways I can talk about it or maybe beforehand I wasn't sure. Although I've spent a lot of time discussing the fights that we must have to overcome in this field, Lynn did tell me actually about a fight that we won earlier this year. Um, for 2019, one of the, like, the things that I am most proud of is that for the first time in nine years, I'm going to say that again, for the first time in nine years in the North Carolina General Assembly, we won on reproductive rights and abortion access. There The bill that she's referring to is Bill S-359, also known as the Born Alive Abortion Survivors Protection Act. This bill was put into place in order to in order to place requirements on the care of infants born after failed abortions, which essentially criminalizes doctors who perform these services. Fortunately, Governor Roy Cooper decided to veto this bill. As we're nearing the end of the podcast today, I hope you learned a little bit about the fight for reproductive justice that is ongoing today in North Carolina. And as a result, if you didn't already feel feel the need to do so, are now urged to voice your 
voice your opinion on the issue as an ally or as an advocate for reproductive health justice. Whatever way that you can voice your opinion, whether it's through a conversation with a family friend or neighbor, or whether it's contacting your local elective officials to ensure that they are prioritizing our reproductive health rights. Whatever way that you choose to do so, good luck and thanks for tuning in. Until next time.